Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. What's Tish James like? That's a good question, and I think that's kind of how I started thinking about this story in the first place. Uh, She is a bit of an enigma for a lot of people, even though she's been around the New York political scene for a very long time. She is now New York State's top legal official, and Tish James made history to do it. The first woman elected attorney general and the first African-American female to hold statewide office. But when you speak with her, she's almost quiet. Um, She has a very strong, quiet confidence, I would say. But it's a bit of a contrast from other attorney generals in the state. You had an Elliot Spitzer and Eric Schneiderman or even Andrew Cuomo was attorney general. We're tired of seeing New Yorkers victimized by government corruption in Albany. We're tired of seeing New Yorkers leave the state because they had a a bit of a more a brash New York politician air that she doesn't quite exude as much. But now she's in charge of an investigation that that could take one of those brash former AGs down. Huh? Right. Now to the investigation to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Two more of Governor Andrew Cuomo's former aides accusing him of sexual harassment. A Democrat statewide abandoning the governor, some calling for his resignation. And just minutes ago, Governor Cuomo's office formally referred the case to New York Attorney General Letitia James as she requested, enabling an investigation with subpoena power. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... Anna Grunewald on the attorney general who might hold the future of New York politics in her hands. A high-ranking ally of the Me Too movement and critic of President Trump is resigning as New York State Attorney General because of allegations that he physically and emotionally abused four romantic partners. The women told The New Yorker magazine that Eric Schneiderman subjected them to non-consensual physical violence. So, Anna, in 2018, Letitia James, Tish James, as she goes by, has spent decades in city politics in New York as a city council member, as the city's public advocate. And that year, Eric Schneiderman's resignation from the office of attorney general kind of launches her path to becoming AG, right? Yeah, kind of dramatic fall from grace, Eric Schneiderman. Um, Several women came forward with accusations against him. The revelations about uh, attorney general Eric Schneiderman were shocking, uh, disturbing. I have tremendous accolades for the women who came forward. So after he resigned, Tish James ran for the spot. From Buffalo to the Bronx, from Rochester to Riverhead, I am here to promote meaningful change, to keep our family safe and moving forward, and to advance justice at every turn. And she was endorsed by a lot of the state's top politicians. And so she easily got the spot and she was endorsed by the governor. And that's a pretty clear ticket to becoming attorney general. So James runs for attorney general in the aftermath of sexual assault claims against the former AG whose resignation Cuomo called for. Right. Then she's endorsed by Cuomo, wins, and then two years later is investigating Cuomo over allegations of sexual harassment. Um, Yeah, it's a New York politics never fails to be kind of poetic and soap opera like in the um, the things that we can draw from continued stories that continue to play out among its top politicians. Mm -hmm. So to understand how we got to this point where we are right now, 
I want to go back to an investigation that Tish James did into Governor Cuomo's handling of nursing home deaths during the pandemic. What exactly happened there? People had been criticizing Cuomo for the past several months and even even earlier along in the pandemic because people were pointing to an order that he issued that sent some recovering COVID patients from hospitals back to nursing homes. There was an edict that was issued by the New York State Department of Health uh, in line with federal guidance and CDC guidance that said, look, we anticipate the hospital situation to get really bad and not have enough beds. So if a nursing home patient goes to the hospital and is in a position to be discharged and be uh, taken care of back at a nursing home facility, that should happen. A lot of people were dying and um, people were pointing to that directive as being the cause of it. And so it had been a cause of tension for a governor that otherwise was getting rave reviews about his pandemic response. Mm -hmm. Last spring, he said, okay, the AG can investigate this. Hmm. So after several months, we had all but forgotten about that investigation. And then in January, she released this report. New York might have undercounted COVID deaths in the state's nursing homes by as much as 50 percent. Attorney General Letitia James accusing the Cuomo administration of undercounting COVID-related deaths at nursing homes by as much as 50 percent. And that was kind of the start of everyone's curiosity into how James and Cuomo might interact moving forward. And I don't think it is unfair to note that that was just one week after Donald Trump left office. Interesting, because a lot of her work had involved investigating Trump and, and suing the Trump administration when he was in office, right? Yeah. The very mention of our next guest must strike fear in the heart of you-know-who right now. Because after shutting down his foundation and filing nearly 70 lawsuits against his administration, she now has an active investigation into his business dealings. Please welcome New York Attorney General Letitia James. Letitia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Um, And thank you for having me. um, So once they no longer had this common enemy, she released this report that said that Cuomo's administration had been undercounting these deaths. And it apparently caught the Cuomo administration completely off guard. When I talked to people, they said they were completely surprised by the release and they were surprised by the specific findings. They knew it was coming. They should have known it was coming. They had been talking with her about it. But it stated pretty forcefully and clearly that there was an undercount. And whether or not it was her intention to punch him kind of where it hurt, that is how he took it. And that's how a lot of people across New York's political sphere took it. So then this report is ultimately kind of what snowballs into the scandal that Cuomo's in today. This morning, growing fallout for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and his administration over withholding COVID death toll numbers in nursing homes. There's reporting that there was a cover-up of sorts. Well, was it a Cuomo cover-up? That is a burning question today after a top Cuomo aide appears to admit that the governor's office intentionally delayed releasing COVID death numbers at nursing homes to state legislators because they were worried a federal investigation was underway. Then there were claims of a hostile work environment and allegations start surfacing of sexual harassment. We're going to begin with breaking news because for the first time tonight, one of the women accusing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is speaking out to CBS News 
on camera detailing what she says was clear sexual harassment by the powerful Democrat and head of the National Governors Association. I thought he's trying to sleep with me. The governor's trying to sleep with me. And I'm deeply uncomfortable. And I have to get out of this room as soon as possible. And Anna, Attorney General James is conducting the investigation into those claims. Explain to me what is going on with that. Sure. Um, When some of those allegations came out, there were immediate calls for an investigation, and she would be the one to take that on. Mm -hmm. She stepped into that role pretty actively, and I think that was a surprise to a number of people because Tish, as she prefers to be called, has never really been one to make extraordinary controversial stances against the state's top Democrat. Even though she took very aggressive stances against Donald Trump within the party, people were a little bit curious about whether or not she would take these power forces on. And so everyone was a little bit um, shocked. And some of her previous skeptics said they were very pleasantly surprised with how forcefully she decided to take on this investigation that people were calling for. And even um, a couple weekends ago, Andrew Cuomo had said, I will appoint the people who will do this investigation. Sure, that's warranted. But I, how about these people look into my office? And she said, I do not accept that. That's hmm. not okay. I'm going to appoint the team and you will not have any role in this investigation so that everyone, when these results come out, will know they are independent. I, I don't know their personal interactions, but publicly, at least, that was a pretty powerful stance and raised a lot of eyebrows for Democrats and Republicans across the state. What do you think this investigation and the findings of it could mean, not just for Cuomo, who's facing more and more calls to resign, but also for the state's Democratic Party, which is so connected to him as its kind of power center? I think it is causing a lot of people a lot of sweat because they don't quite know what this means for the party. Cuomo and some of the top leaders represent this establishment um, that people thought James maybe was specifically going to go along with whatever they said, and that's not necessarily the case. And it, it raises some questions about what might happen in 2022, which is when um, the next gubernatorial election is. Cuomo has said he won't resign. At least he's asking everyone to wait until they make opinions um, after her report comes out. We don't know when that will be. There are people calling for his impeachment. There's all sorts of questions about what comes next in the following months. But when you're looking into the next year, anyone who's talking about another Democrat running for office always mentions her name. Um, And I think there are a lot of people on the further left wings of the party within the state who would be thrilled to see a black woman like Tish James take on Cuomo or even just take a role that they traditionally had felt was more center establishment Democrats. Anna Grunewald, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks so much. Also today, a federal judge says a Trump-appointed State Department aide charged with assaulting police officers during the January 6th Capitol riot must remain in jail ahead of his trial. 
Federico Klein, who previously worked on Trump's 2016 campaign, is the only known appointee of the former president to face charges connected to the Capitol breach. He was seen on Capitol security and police-worn cameras repeatedly attacking police in a tunnel underneath the Capitol's west front entrance. Klein had tried to cast doubt on whether he was really the person in the videos, but on Tuesday, a federal magistrate rejected that, ruling that he'll be detained until the trial. And Florida lawmakers are considering a proposal to ban voting drop boxes just months after an election where they proved immensely popular with voters during the pandemic. The state's Republican-led legislature has steadily made it easier to vote by mail over the last 20 years, but the extensive use of vote-by-mail in 2020 came under constant fire from then-President Donald Trump, who made unsubstantiated claims of widespread fraud. On Tuesday, the Republican chair of the state Senate's Ethics and Elections Committee released a revamped elections proposal that would completely ban drop boxes. The measure will be considered by a state Senate committee today. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy, Nerdcast, and The Playbook Audio Briefing. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.